Good day of the week, listeners. It's your boy, Crispy, and you are tuned in to Final Thoughts Media Podcast Edition. So open your ears and have a great day on purpose. What's up, what's up, what's up, everybody? Man, it is the last episode of the season, and what a season it has been. I've got a lot of stuff planned for y'all for the next season, like, a lot. I have been planning this for over a year. Yeah, I've been kind of ghosting in and out and kind of pushing it off as far as I possibly can, but trust me, I got y'all. Look, we are trending in the Czech Republic. Still the top 200. Not the top 50 like we used to be, but hey, we are still in that top 200, y'all. And we have over 1,000 downloads of this podcast. Come on, y'all. Give it some hands. Give it some love. Give it some love. Give it some love. This is crazy. We're doing really well. And honestly, I am just so happy and so thankful for the people that are listening. I'm so thankful for all the support and everything that you guys have been giving me, like, you guys have no idea. Oh, man. But unfortunately, as we know, all good things must come to an end. And <laughs> Final Thoughts Media isn't coming to an end anytime soon. But the episodes that we will be reviewing are coming to an end. So my pride, the final episodes of this season, as far as I know, are 9 and 10. And we will be reviewing that today as as well as Hell of a Boss Episode 7, which is the last episode in that season for some reason because there's supposed to be an 8, but we never got to it. So it is what it is, but last episode of the season, let's go ahead and get it started. So the My Pride episodes are called Fire and Pride Law. I'm going to go through them pretty much both at the same time. And they're a 2021 production by Tribal of Doom, written and directed by Maddie Patton. Um, the characters in all of these would be Momo O'Brien as Nothing, Raven Amato as Feather, Philip Sacramento as Barkmane, Malcolm Derrick as Tangle, Caleb Calderon as Fire, Z Andrews as Moonstrike, Matt McBee as Ghost, and Razors as Stream Battle my bad stream babble and you guys are gonna have to forgive me i kind of had to go off of um cast list on the end of the episodes and some of the episodes had it like blurred out i don't know why that happened but it was what it was so let's get started so we start with nothing and feather about to get um about to get a gazelle and they began to like actually plan out their kill and you know hey um, nothing you go to the right i'm gonna go to the left and you know, they get, they're in a rhythm here because they've been on the stretch for so long. Unfortunately, it gets stolen by Fire. We haven't seen him in a while. Fire and nothing catch up. She explains the um, whole quick main and proud debacle. And, you know, they just traded stories with one another and how they escaped all of that mess and how Tangle died. 
taking the kill away, Fire explains how he plans to take over the near pride. Feather's a little skeptical, and he's kind of mean poking holes in Fire's plan, but, you know, hey, he's a teenager, what you gonna do about it? Feather takes nothing away um, to talk for a little bit and explains his feelings on the matter, how he doesn't really trust Fire and that he shouldn't be trying to take her name away because her name actually is powerful, at least to him. He fears that they are really going to um, actually have to kill, you know, the the bane of that pride. And he's like, no, you sh we shouldn't have to do this. We've been doing fine on our own. Why are we why are we going back to this when we escaped it the first time? And your name is so much more than what your mom originally tried to make it out to be. Feather explains that if people keep thinking in pride law, nothing will actually change. But unfortunately, nothing doesn't back down and instead leaves Feather and goes to help fire. In the next scene, we are introduced to a new lion. He is much, much larger than both of them. And he is ready to f ready to kill fire, obviously, because he's like, this is the last time I gave you a warning last time. We're not doing this again. And that's pride law. You know, you got to protect your territory, all that fun stuff. This fight gives nothing PTSD and she straight up freezes. Like remembering when her brother died, remembering how she got her scars and she got her injury and she just freezes. It's not until Feather comes in and saves fire from what seems to be impending death that you know all the conflict ends and the main is dead the fire is pissed he's like i thought you came to help me and he was gonna kill me nothing's like i'm sorry but that's kind of like the start of his true colors that we're seeing going into the pride the hunt chief um does not accept fire at all saying that he needs to kill feather because he isn't fire's cub and there should be no you know, there should be no rivals at all in the pride, near the pride, whatever, because that is pride law. And she's actually very sad because she's like, you've killed my main of many years, which was probably, you know, her, her true boo thing and everything else. But she understands pride law. She understands that this is how it is. But she's like, I don't accept you. None of us accept you if you don't uphold the law that you have just enforced. So... The challenge is put forth, and then we fade to black. And that's the end of that first episode. The next episode starts off where we left off, and Fire is deciding between either getting his pride or killing Feather. And unfortunately, he woke up and chose violence, and he straight up mercs Feather. Like, nothing's like, run, and fire is already on him before he can even try and run away. And he's just down there in a pool of blood. It's honestly, it was just a gruesome sight. Like there's a lot of things in this show that I'm like, man, because there was an episode you guys remember where there was just like a whole bunch of dead bodies. But this one just kind of hurt a little bit more because, you know, you grew up, you grew with feather a little bit and you're like, okay, man, he's. He's hurt. He's dead. He's he's dying or dead. Like, what the heck? And for that, nothing just loses it. And she straight up challenges fire, fire 
She straight up challenges fire with the roar of a challenge. Nothing claims her name and she takes her pride, like not the pride that, you know, fire is trying to get, but the, uh, her pride in herself and her name. And then fire finally shows his true color, telling nothing that she's just a cursed lion. Like, and she'll be nothing more and then pins her to the ground. After severely beating up his sister, like, I mean, geez, fire is horrified at what he's done, but still doesn't find what he did to be wrong. He tries to justify it and ask nothing why she couldn't just be a huntress and follow his lead. And, you know, why, why'd you make me do this essentially? And how she owes him everything because apparently, you know, he was the only one that loved her and cherished her and whatever when everyone else didn't. And after offering a place in the pride again, nothing has a very epic way of just saying, fuck off. Like, I'm done with you. We, we are going to fight this to the end because you chose this. But this was right before Ghost got in and stood between both of them. And we haven't seen Ghost in a while, but it was pretty cool. Um, he was like, you know, we're I'm here to take nothing. We need to go and do what we got to do. He comes to take nothing to the shifting place and Fire gets mad because he's being ignored. And he's like, don't ignore me. Don't ignore me. And then Tangle just turns and starts talking in Tangle's voice. And it is revealed that fire actually killed Tangle. It happened um, on the stretch after Tangle came back with a kill. And fire was like, he was going to take it for his own. He was going to just, you know, make me let me starve. I had to do it. I had to do it. And Tangle from beyond the grave is like, I was going to share. 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 And it just freaks fire out. And obviously so. But, you know, terrified, Fire lets them both go, but still tries to justify he isn't a monster. Nothing just says pride law was built on fear and hate, and that is what it will always create. Showing it perfectly. The next scene we get is Ghost and Nothing entering the shifting place. The actual place from Nothing's dreams. Before entering, nothing states her feelings of wanting to just be done. She doesn't want to be alive anymore. She's tired. She's tired of the fight. And everything just feels empty. Like nothing matters. Like she doesn't matter. And goes straight up comes up and says, no, nothing, you matter. And she's like, yeah, I know because I'm the reincarnation of Kyoga and everybody else. He's like, no, no, no. You, nothing matter. And your life means something. And that was, that was just beautiful to me. Like he really enforced that, you know, it's not the, it's not the shifting place. It's not anything like that. You as a person mean something. And after that, she follows him in and the shifting place shifts out of view in one of probably the best animation scenes we have seen from Tribal of Doom in this series. And I was hyped. I was hyped. 
I was ready for another episode, but obviously this is the last episode that they have out right now. And I'm like, no, no. <sighs> but they were really good episodes. Episode nine, I gave an 8.5 out of 10. And episode 10, I gave an 8 out of 10. The only reason that episode nine got higher was because of that big drama that happened. Like, yes, in the in the 10 in episode 10, we did get a thing of um, fire actually, you know, showing his true colors and everything. But we kind of were expecting that as as he slowly turned from the nice brother to kind of a jackass. But when he killed Feather, yo, that just did it for me. I'm like, yo, this is an episode. There was so much character building like we haven't seen this yet and so now it's it's a big deal it's a really big deal and then episode 10 had to come in with the one-two punch i watched till the end you know because for me at the end of um at the end of any season i will give the episode from the beginning of the episode to the end of the episode i won't skip anything like normally i'll just um go through the credits and just get what i need and kind of get over it no i watched all the way through and they hit me with the one-two punch in the last couple of seconds of the video we see feather is alive and is looking for nothing he says you know i i i faked it i was pretending and and i'm trying to find you where are you but nothing is gone and feather is alone like this is about to get so lit. I cannot wait for them to come out with more episodes. Am I still giving 10 and 8 out of 10? Yeah, I'm going to. Just because, just because. But honestly, if I like, like if if I had to be this is like my fan, my fan rating, not not my uh skeptical, uh skeptical looking at it as a review type rating. If I had to give it a fan rating. I would give both of them an 8.5, almost a 9. Like, these were some good episodes. I loved them. But officially, 8.5 for the ninth episode and 8, 8 out of 10 for the 10th episode. Again, called Fire and Pride Law. There's not much else I can say about that one, y'all. So let's go ahead and get into uh, Hell of a Boss. As probably my number one show that i review like it's been crazy like i know good and well if i drop a hell of a boss episode at least eight people are gonna look at it (laughs) and that may sound like a little bit to you but to me that's a lot like that is a lot a lot and you get like one or two people looking at your stuff it's you know it's crazy the amount that you actually get from one episode and so i know where my bread and butter is But this is the last episode of this season of Hell of a Boss, and they still have not come out with Has Been Hotel, which I don't know the reason, but regardless, the fans are wanting it. They want it. They want it. They want it. They want it. But if it's not coming, it's okay because they create, VisiPop creates so much good content that it takes time to do almost everything that they do. And I'm like, yo, this is. There's, there's no point in us rushing them to do things whenever they're already probably overtaxed. But this last episode, um, Hell of a Boss episode seven, is called Ozzy's. And it is a 2021 production, obviously by Vizipop, written and directed by Vivian Madrano. Pray I said the name right, Madrano. 
the cast list is Brandon Rogers as Blitzo, Richard Horvitz as Moxie, Erica Linebeck as Luna, Vivian Nixon as Millie, Bryce Pinkham as Stolas, James Monroe Eagleheart as Ozzy, Christina Venezuela as Verasica, and Alex Brightman as Fizzaroli. All right, so let's get into it. Imp City, a spicy cesspool of crime and villainy. Animation feels so smooth, and if you got that reference, we can be friends. After an amazing kill spree, we find out that uh, Moxie and Millie are actually having their first year anniversary. Our favorite couple. And uh, Moxie is taking her to this place called Ozzy's in the Lust Ring, which she is immediately jazzed about. Almost as jazzed as when they talked about Lululand. Of course, Blitz invites himself, even though Moxie is explicitly telling him, not you. Like, not you. Explicitly. You know what? It's better if I just let you tell them. The reservation is for us. Uh-huh. Just us. Mm-hmm. Without you there. Explicitly without you there. Millie tells him, don't worry about it. Um, After Blitz leaves the room, she's like, don't worry about it. And then straight up seduces him to go home and quote unquote, clean the blood off with a whole lot of purring. Relax, sweetie. Don't let him get to you today. Let's just go home and clean his blood off. Man, if that's not something for me. Like, that, that, oh. If you know, you know. If you don't, don't ask me. We then see the two of them um, in some beautiful black tie attire um and blitz is just peeping around trying to you know follow them into everything so he calls luna and tells her he's doing something really important and he won't be home anytime soon but when he tries to enter ozzy's the club he is pretty much told that he can't he can't because it's for couples only so he tries to seduce the bouncer and ends up getting thrown like a ragdoll into the trash can. A wicked idea pops into his head. Then we turn to Stolas, who is in this really depressed mood, eating a bowl of cereal. There's a lot of things that's been happening between episode six and episode seven. Like I, you can tell, but when Blitz calls... He just go. He's like going ballistic. He's he's ready. He's ready. He's like, hey, 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 what what what's going on? Um, and Blitz asks if he wants to go to the club. And Stolas is blushing, and he's like, are you asking me out on a date? And Blitz obviously doesn't know how to respond to this, and he's kind of like, yeah, sure. So Stolas gets gets all dressed up. He seems like really nervous. Because Blitz says, look, why are you all dressed up? What's going on? And Stolas is like, this is our first date. So I was trying to, you know, look a little nice for you. And again, Blitz doesn't know how to deal with this. And so he's like, all right. And then he goes right back to snooping as they get into the club. I immediately feel bad for Stolas because honestly, he thinks that this is a real date and Blitz is just trying to 
be the imp that he is and mess up Moxie and Millie's anniversary thing. And he turns it into a steakhouse. It's my bad, steak out. He turns it into a stakeout. Stolas is also awkward, and it makes for the scene to be awkward. Where Stolas is basically asking him, so why'd you ask me out after all this time? But we're interrupted by Fizzaroli, uh, who was actually the clown that we met back in the carnival episode, Lululand. So we learn that Fizzaroli actually made a copy of himself as a robot double and it turns out that this was the one that made the off-brand amusement park called Lululand and it was making a lot of money and then the whole thing happened with Lululand and as of right now it is actually a part of Fizzaroli's bit when he opens to talk about all the stuff that happened in Lululand and so it makes you know Stolas and Bliss really embarrassed so they kind of turn their heads and try not to be looked at and but they're not pointed out yet so it tur um, turns out that the club actually has some type of a um, karaoke scene and Moxie is up to sing the song honestly wasn't one of his best ones and Fizzaroli is looking at who I think is actually Valentino whom we haven't seen in a long, long time. Honestly, I don't think we've seen him since since Addicted came out for Hasman Hotel. I don't think we've seen him since that. But I think Valentino is at this club, and Fizzaroli and Osmodius, who we see as the club owner, interrupts the song and basically tells Mox, you're too sappy, and this is a place of lust. Either get on with the program or get off the stage. Their song isn't much better, but but they were really picking on Moxie and Blitzo actually stepped in and says that, you know, hey, even though he's sappy and everything, like he's been watching them grow in his own impish way. He says, you know what? I'm gonna let them say it. Hey, now, I've watched those two pork many times. What? Blitz? And honestly, they make Missionary look relatively exciting. This then switches the ire from Moxie to Blitz as um, Fizzaroli basically says, you really are going to talk? Because your love life is awful. Even Verasica chimes in and says that um, he was both a selfish lover in the streets and in the sheets. Like that that one hit, hit home. They then see Stolas and he is berated for basically... Again, we said that we saw a lot of things happening between six and seven. We learned that a lot um, that the divorce actually happened between Stolas and his wife and they're sharing custody between the kid. And Ozzy actually comes up and says, hey, you know, did you really give up all this, your wife and daughter for Blitz for for an imp? How mighty you have fallen. Um, Millie. Then basically curb stomps Fizzaroli um, during the, um, his part of the song and, you know, tells Moxie to finish because, you know, she loves his lovey-dovey whatever. Mox finishes his song and while it does change the mood of the place, everyone's kind of, you know, happy, lovey and enjoying themselves and not in straight up lust. Uh, during all that, Stolas and Blitz pretty much just dip. Like, they're so ashamed of everything that just happened. They just dip out. Um, not 
soon after, Mox and Millie are pretty much um, told to get out by Osmodius. He's like, oh, that's sweet. It makes me want to throw up. Get out. Um, Blitz drives Stolas home, and we honestly get probably some of the best character development in this moment. And I just want y'all to hear it because it's been remixed and everything else but honestly y'all just need to hear this because it's it's heartbreaking I'm really not in the mood Stolas we could talk or watch a movie or maybe cuddle Stolas don't act like what we have is anything but you wanting me to fuck you okay you make that really clear all the time but I just I, I can't do it tonight okay I'm sorry Okay. So when Blitz drives away, Stolas is pretty much crying on the steps, like figuring out what in the world he's done with his life. And Blitz gets home and he lays on his couch looking through pictures. And one of them is probably of his mom and his siblings. And that just breaks him. He just gets into a ball and cries. And that's where we end the season. That's where we end this episode. And it's crazy. I There has to have been more to it in um, episode eight. There has got to be. But they've already started with season two. So I don't think we're going to get. Not, I don't think we're obviously going to get in episode eight. But maybe the um, next episode. Um, season two, episode one. We'll, we'll get something. So that way we can piece this together because man they left us on a cliffhanger man they left us on a cliffhanger um i gave this one honestly a seven and it's not that it wasn't a good episode again anything above a five is above average y'all so don't take what i'm saying that i'm saying it's a bad episode i'm saying that it wasn't one of the better ones the animation was top notch as always the story was good but it was it wasn't as hard hitting like it wasn't as hard hitting. We get character development at the very end, but everything else kind of just seemed like a regular episode. And then the song, honestly, I didn't like the song, so that kind of put me in a put me in a thing. Um, I did not really like Osmodius. I didn't, but that's just me. Um, but it's my review, so I'm gonna have to give it. Uh, like I said, seven out of ten. It's not a bad episode. It's just not one of their better ones. Like I said, the um the one before this, I really liked because there was a lot of there was a lot going on in that. Um, there was a lot more. There was a lot more with that one. But yeah, so this is the end of our season. Can y'all believe it? We're about. Eh, 25 26 minutes in i'm i'm kind of guessing at this point because i haven't edited yet but man it's been a long ride like i said uh check out my instagram and youtube really just check out my instagram because i'm going to be posting some stuff here soon to kind of hint at what we're doing and hopefully um sometime in january i will have all the kinks worked out to where i can completely and utterly introduce what we're doing but until then thank y'all so much 
a special thanks to the Czech Republic for putting putting us on the ranking. Thank you, Red Circle, because that's what I use to actually put out all this. And I know this is kind of out of order, but really, thank God. Like, I haven't had a lot of time because a lot of things have been happening. Obviously, you guys have seen me throughout these couple, these past couple episodes, and things have not been going just as planned. But I am getting more and more time to do the things that I love. And this is something that I truly, truly enjoy. And it's it's not a job. Obviously, it doesn't make me any money. But it's something I enjoy to the fullest and something that I want to continue to do in the future. Even when I hit those lows. <sighs> and there are a lot of lows. But this is a new year. Christmas is over and I hope you guys had a merry one for it. And I hope that this New Year's y'all are belligerent and crazy like me, but have enough sense to listen to the episode. All right, y'all. I'll see you next year. Well, that about does it for this episode. This is Crispy signing off. You can find me on Instagram at Final Thoughts Media or go to my YouTube channel, Final Thoughts Media. Catch you guys on the next episode and have a great day. Bye.